Eve. Hi, welcome back to Demi Goddess. It's Demi Burnett, your favorite podcast host. If you don't think so, you're wrong. On today's show, we have Peter Weber and Dustin Kendrick, host of the podcast Bachelors in the City. Dustin and Peter were both on Hannah Brown's season of The Bachelorette, and then Peter was The Bachelor himself. Very excited to have these two on today. But before we bring on Peter and Dustin, it's time for Shut Your Pie Hole, where I tell you whatever the hell I want. So today I want to touch on the hot goss that's going around (laughs) Bachelor Nation. Um, It's in regards to the Blake and Natasha situation. So what happened was Blake made a comment about giving someone advice on Paradise, saying that if you go, be, be careful of the Bachelor podcast hosts that are also castmates, because since they are employed by the Bachelor, they will be protected by the Bachelor and they will um, anyone who goes against them on the beach will suffer from for it. So that's what Blake was saying. Now, Natasha, being a podcast host in Bachelor Nation, in um, the Bachelor franchise, took offense to it and defended herself, saying, like, you're villainizing me uh, for being a podcast host. And um, that's the drama. And then Blake came back and said, you literally got a rose that came out of thin air. Like, you literally got a rose from production. And I will say that that rose from production, I will say I was livid. I was livid about the rose from production because I wanted it. I wanted that rose from production. I was like, wait, why is she getting one and I'm not? Brendan and Natasha didn't kiss. They kissed one time. Me and Kenny were way more intimate. There was way more tied in there physically. I deserved a rose too. Um, but aside from me making it about myself and me wanting a rose, I really think what's going on here, it's just that um, it's a misunderstanding. Natasha, I think what happened is she's getting defensive to Blake saying that because, like I said, she is a podcast host in Bachelor Nation. So that comment that he said applies directly to her. And she viewed it as like an attack on her. But really what the case is, is I think that Natasha just doesn't realize that she does have favored treatment. She's favored by production. Like she she gets better treatment than the other people there because they have plans for her. Like I know that whenever I'm there, I can tell whenever I'm getting special treatment or not. And whenever because that like they have plans for me, I can tell that now I didn't know in the moment. But now looking back on it, I can absolutely see when they had plans for me and when they didn't and how differently I was treated when they did have plans for me. In the moment, though, you don't realize that, that that you're favored. So she doesn't see how production is protecting her. It is happening, but she doesn't see it that way. She doesn't realize that, and that's not her fault. So it's just a simple like misunderstanding of we're attacked online all the time by so many different people that whenever it's one of a person from Bachelor Nation, it just is particularly triggering, in my opinion, to me. Whenever you see them say something about you online or something that could apply to you, it makes you defensive because... You're like, not you too. Like, come on. You know, you know what it's like. You know what it's like to be in Bachelor Nation. Like, you know what it's like to have everybody criticizing you and talking about what you're doing all the time. What? Now you're saying something about me too? Well, you know what? I do know you. So I can say something back to you and I can respond to you. I, I don't know. I also feel the need to, as a woman, 
I feel the need to defend myself very much so very often because as a woman, I was told and it's not necessarily could even be a woman. It could just be someone who's inferior to men. But um, I was told that I I couldn't stand up for myself. I was always wrong and all of these things. So if somebody in Bachelor Nation says something about me, you know, I'm sure as hell going to say something. And I'm definitely not going to be thinking about it objectively because it's like so traumatizing to see somebody talking about you that is in this world and you're like wow but yeah so basically what I think about the situation is I think that Natasha doesn't understand like what is how she's favored maybe she could does now probably but in the moment she just wasn't thinking about it she was just wanting to defend her character which I completely support I would want to defend my character too and Blake I think that Blake does not see where he has also not been aware of him being favored. In my opinion, Blake was completely protected in Becca's season because Blake was up to final two. They had plans for Blake. The whole season they had plans for Blake and they were protecting Blake because probably Becca liked him a lot and she was like, oh yeah, he's a front runner or whatever. So they do whatever they can to protect anybody that is a front runner or they have plans for. So Blake also has experienced some of that privilege and maybe that's why he called it out because he has experienced it himself. So again, though, this is not me shitting on anyone. This is me just trying to maybe make spread some light on what's going on in people's minds during all of this. It's it's hard to recognize when you are getting favorable treatment because nobody tells you that you're getting favorable treatment. And we're all going through these experiences, Bachelor in Paradise, like it's all new And it's all like a different, wild, unconventional experience for all of us. So none of us know how to act. None of us know what's going on. We're all in survival mode. We're all just powwowing on the beach. So I'm I'm not thinking about, hmm, I wonder if I'm getting, uh, if I'm being protected right now. I'm in survival mode on the beach. I'm just trying to figure out, well, for me, where's my rose coming from? Where's my next drink coming from? Not like, what are their plans? So, yeah, it's like an unnecessary fight going on but it's it's all pretty valid everyone's got a valid point in it also i don't think that bachelor podcast host should be able to go to the beach i really don't think that should be a thing that is kind of weird all right that's enough pie for one day Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, hey, hey. What's up, guys? Oh, my gosh. Um, I haven't talked to y'all in a minute. It has been a minute. How long has it been? I don't even remember the last time I saw you. Um, I don't either. Last time I saw Peter, I think, was on Peter's season. <laughs> oh, shoot. Was it, Wait, really? That was it, huh? In person? I think so. Oh, at the, um, yeah, at the date, the wrestling date. Mm-hmm. Yes. Demi, it was yeah. Demi's a uh, pillow fighter. I, I still have that sign hung up in. It's in my closet. Yeah, it's in my like uh, second bedroom as my closet. Demi's Girl, extreme just... pillow fight club. You know that I thought back on that and I thought, 
what a creepy ass date for me. Like they really, <laughs> they were like, oh yeah, she likes girls. Well, let's let her host a date with a bunch of chicks and lingerie. I, I, was, like, I was surprised you didn't call out one of the girls and just get into a fight with her, a little pillow fight. <laughs> take her on. Oh, what if she stole one of your girls? That would have been the most dramatic season ever right there. <laughs> I think it would have been like, okay. Mr. Steal Your Girl. I would have been pissed. I've done it before. Um, before. Before we get anywhere else, I really want to know, truly, honestly, without much thought, rate your time on The Bachelor. I'll do it too. Without even thinking, rate your experience. Like a number? Yeah, let's just, let's do one to 10. Yeah. Keep it classic. Um, I would say... And you can say whether it's The Bachelor for Peter, whether it's you, you as the lead or your season on, on The Bachelorette. I mean, I would say, to me, there's no reason not to say a 10. Honestly, I... A 10? All the, yeah. <laughs> okay, pe- all right. <laughs> people, I mean, people ask me all the time, but for me, I, I, it's all about perspective. You know, you can invest your energy in and focus on like sure was it was it perfect absolutely anyone that watched it knows it wasn't perfect for sure uh but a i had time in my life throughout those you know i would say two years I got to do incredible things see incredible places meet incredible people um and i and i grew in ways that i never could have imagined um i was hurt in ways i never could have imagined and i ultimately feel like i came out such a, a better and stronger man you know at the very end so um, I think maybe that's just also like my perspective on life. Like I'm a very optimistic person. So I choose to look at things that way. Um, but I feel very fortunate and it's opened up a ton of doors, been able to do such incredible things that never would have been even a dream, um, without that experience. So I just, I full, you know, full of gratitude for it all. Wow. Um, I'm really impressed by that answer, but like also, um, I know that you had to go through a lot of really negative feelings to get to that place that you're at now. So, um, I'm really proud of you. Yeah, no. I, ten um, out of ten, huh? <laughs> why ten. would I choose not to? <laughs> I mean, ten. Uh, I don't know. You know, I, I would say ten if I would say ten out of ten if like my bachelor would have actually had a chance of being interested in me. But the <laughs> fact the fact that I was set up for failure, that's kind of why it's not a ten. It's a nine I out was, of ten. Though. I was set up uh, for failure too. I think. <laughs> I don't think. I always felt like Hannah Brown wasn't really into me. She wasn't really my type. I wasn't her type. I don't know. I, I, so, I'm, what would you I'm, rate so, your experience? What's that? What would you rate your experience? I didn't. I mean, the experience meeting some people was very, really cool. But there was things that was, that were never shown on the show between my conversations, and um, I give it a six. I'll give my experience a six. Listen, I think if you want to like, if you're asking me to rate it, like obviously on success of it, I'm a negative 10 out of 10. Like there's no, (laughs) no, no doubt about that, but just like how I look back on it and like the, the blast that I had, like through, through the hard times and the bad times. Yeah. I I don't know. I kind of think that this is interesting that we have two people here, me and Peter, who were clearly favored by production. And then we have Dustin who was not. And Dustin said six. And that right there shows the problem of the show. What, what is wonder what is why your, wonder why we it? were so, why we were so favored? Hmm? How would you grade your experience? I like I said, I would say it was a nine. Like I loved it. Now okay. I will say that I I loved the favoring kind of from production. It wasn't necessarily favoring. It was just like yeah, I was favoring in a way because I didn't realize it at the time though. That's the thing about like what's going on with Natasha. I'm like I don't think she just realizes that she is completely safe. 
like I didn't realize how safe I was there, but I kind of like knew that if I was standing out, I was going to stay. So, um, and I just got to kind of be myself in the way of like just being, it was my world. It was the Demi show and everyone rolled their eyes at it, but they knew it was harmless. So it was really fun. I was traveling the world. I'd never left the country. I had never been to LA. I'd never been to Cal- like, yeah, I'd never been to LA. I had been to California. But my, like my whole life started from this show. I remember my first, uh, it's funny how you remember things. The first time I ever, this was before Dustin and I even came close to, you know, starting our process to get on. But I remember watching your season and I just remember seeing this like little firecracker on a four-wheeler, just like, this is, uh, you know, going crazy around like a field in Texas. And I was like, who is this shit? This girl's pretty cool. Um, that was my first memory of, of watching you kind of blossom into what uh, you eventually became for the franchise. Oh. I remember, I remember, yeah, I watched a little bit prepare, preparing for when, you know, when I was told I was going to be on there. I saw, I felt bad for you when you got into the boxing match. I was like, oh my God, dirty. <laughs> Thank you. Dirty. No you're, one, you're so small. You're, no one ever remembers that. And I, that is the single handed most traumatic moment for me. That was trauma. <laughs> what was our, our physical, uh, the one in Scotland? The whole thing was physical. No, we had a rugby date, but <laughs> we had roller derby too. That's right. That's where this guy got Oh hurt. my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's some All bullshit. of them, no. they make my stomach drop. We had the one in Scotland though, where we like did the wrestling. You were the on that Highland, one, right? The Highland, the Highland games. games. Yeah, that was pretty fun. I remember I fought Grant. Who'd you fight? Um, Garrett, I think. Did you win? I don't think, I don't know. I don't remember. My this ankle was still great. messed up. Oh, you probably, yeah, you weren't even, yeah, wrestling on it. Yeah, did no, you, you guys get scared? Did we get scared? I was scared of roller derby. I was like, this isn't going to be good. Yeah, it's like it's not it's actually very traumatic that they force us to fight each other. I you know, it's one Physically thing about the show, like how other. physical people like they get on dates. I remember the rugby match. We were just Oh my god. We were so fired up and like I'm surprised someone didn't get actually I know Kevin had like that shoulder issue on it, but that someone didn't actually get very like messed up from that day because we were going so hard and like on so much adrenaline. You don't it know what the hell's going on. gave me adrenaline watching it. Yeah. Truly. That was, a, but it's fun. Yeah. I mean, it creates, it creates good TV. You talk about someone that got really hurt, a roommate, Clay. I think he had to actually leave his season uh, uh, from a football game. He like messed up his, his uh, arm, broke right? his wrist. I his think wrist. He, yeah. He had the, that cost him his uh, NFL. I was about to say to that, is that what caused him his career in the one, NFL? One of the reasons why he said it's like one of the worst decisions ever going on and playing that football that. game. Oh. We were talking about the other day, we're talking about like brand uh, deals and we're talking about like, you know, getting these brand deals. It's good. And we were talking about him in the NFL and he's like, bro, I was getting paid like over a hundred thousand dollars each week. And that's like, Oh my fucking God, you should have never went on the show. I'm surprised wow. you risked that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of just human nature though. Fame, fame is different than fortune. Like everyone, I think that everyone desires it to some extent. I think that, uh, it's kind of what you do with once you get it. Like, once I got and once I got fame, like enough fame, quote unquote, whatever, I was like, okay, I'm fine now. All I, the only reason I want this stabilized is so I can afford to just live. I just want to live in my house. I don't need anything else. Like I want stability. That's it. But mm-hmm. some people, it's never enough, and it's just interesting. I don't know. It's interesting to see now. We've been out of it for a few years. It's interesting to see how people are changing. What people are still desperate for it. What have you seen from it? Like what what. What's the 
I, you know those actions. people who are really, really low key in Bachelor Nation, like really low key, like gossiping and doing like probably talking to the gossip mags and stuff and talking to these uh, spoiler accounts. And then they act so friendly with you and they act like they're not doing these things. And I'm like, aren't you tired? Aren't you tired of still <laughs> yeah, knowing so every little thing going on in this world? That's and so like, I, I don't yeah, feel safe it, around them. No, I, I know what you mean. It's it's definitely like a level. I mean, you can't really ever predict what's going to happen or how it's going to be. But it's like at one point, at some point, it's like, how much is enough? Like, what you know, how many times do you have to be kind of thrust into the spotlight? And I, I know some people like, I guess, yeah, it's like a drug to them. They kind of get addicted to it. And I don't know. Yeah. For me, I... People are fiending. People need it. I, 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 I don't know about you, Demi. Do you, do you miss like pre before the show your life at all in any ways absolutely not no you don't no but um I also like I mean I found out I was autistic through the show like that right there is what changed my life that's the big like I got the resources I needed to get the help that I needed and get the the medical professional help I needed to figure out all this stuff I couldn't afford any of that like because I kind of had a feeling that I was autistic eight years ago but I didn't have any means of fig- of actually finding out that information. I had no money and nobody was believing that shit. You know, everyone was like, no way. That's not. No, no, you don't seem autistic. There's no way. So I got extremely depressed and anxious and getting on The Bachelor took me out of that because it was so exciting. It was so fun and exciting. It was something I'd never done before. Yeah. I was like, I told everyone like in college that I was going to be famous. So I was like, this is it. <laughs> I'm living <laughs> up to through. it. Manifestation <laughs> came through. So, um, yeah, it gave me resources to become independent. And that independence is my autonomy. And that's everything that my brain like is wired to desire. So it's the bachelor gave me everything. But I mean, I definitely that, see that the perspective corruption. right there. You know, I know you've gone through stuff too, but I, and that's great to hear. Like it's those kind of things that I choose to look at specifically for myself and why, like I give it such a high rating because there are a ton of incredible things that come to anyone that really experiences this show that just wouldn't have come without, without doing it. So yeah, you have the bullshit, but you can look past that. That stuff fades, you know, exactly. It fades once you understand too, like why people are perceived, why you're being misunderstood, why people are perceiving you a different way than what you intend to come off as. Or you can like, once you understand why your behavior was these things, why you acted this way and why people didn't like it, it kind of takes away all of the hurt of it. Cause you're just like, Oh, like nobody knows better. Like I didn't know better at the time. So I can forgive myself. And um, these people that are being so critical of me, they don't know better because they probably just traumatized from being are criticized all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. No, um, truth. Yeah. A lot of a lot of mental health work here. I'm just always thinking about perspective. So I like that you do that too, Pilot Pete. That's awesome. Perspective yeah. with Pilot Pete. <laughs> hey, there you go. The alliteration is on point. I uh, love alliteration. I love it. And um, it definitely you- it, it definitely helps too, like you were saying earlier too. When you're kind of, I feel like you, you more than me, I would say, being protected and being kind of favored by production um, is obviously a beautiful thing. And like you bring up Natasha and, you know, she's obviously, you know, enjoying those benefits right now a bunch as well. Uh, but that can quick, I, at least I noticed my experience, that can quickly change. And it... Um, well, it is going to quickly change. No, no one's ever going to be completely. Has anyone ever been kind of protected in 
been like the uh the poster child for the show like long long term i would say I nick vile oh my god Since wow no you agree disagree i i mean he's still working with the show right yeah he's he's maintaining a I, relationship yeah he does i i don't know if i'd say he's the poster child for it because i think that i don't know man they really like becca kufrin they really Becca. Like Becca's Cooper. been out with them for a while. Yeah. Becca might be the poster child. <laughs> she hasn't been on it as long as him, though, right? Yeah, but she's also more, like closer. I feel like she's with them more, like hanging out with them like in their free time. I don't see Nick with them too much. I see oh, okay. her with them a lot. Well, she, yeah, she is doing the tours too, right? Yeah. Oh, that. yeah. So speaking of the all these other Bachelor Nation people, um, it is very, very like uh, uh, you just have to be so careful, right, with who you befriend because like you'll think that someone actually wants to be cool with you, and then you realize, oh my god, they're using me because I have like more followers, and that's like so lame. And mm-hmm. um, how did you guys become friends? And how did you guys ma- like maintain this friendship for so long too, especially? Peter, I'm sure you went through some hard times. Dustin, I want to know about how it was like, you know, seeing your boy go through that. So Dustin was actually, remember this? I was at sushi. And oh, yeah, yeah. You No, we were both at sushi. And I, I don't know why. I like, I followed the rules way too much with the show. I didn't tell a soul going on it because they like told us, right? They're like, don't tell anybody what you're doing. All my friends thought I was like doing naked and afraid. They, they had no idea what I was doing. I had like one like going away party and I left, didn't tell anybody. And then I kept that uh, with The Bachelor, you know, at this point with Hannah Ann, had, wasn't telling anybody, like no one knew, obviously, outside of my family. Um, and so I remember I was FaceTiming with Hannah Ann at one point. Dustin and I were at dinner. He was visiting in LA. And I was like, hey, I got to go to the car real quick. And so I go to my car and I'm FaceTiming. And then <laughs> you like snuck up on me. I didn't realize you were there. And he sees her on FaceTime. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like that is the first person. And you know, Dustin's oh, like my wow. best friend. Like, and then I told everybody. Then you go straight to reality. I would have. Yeah. Well, here's the thing is I can't just, I can't, um, I can't keep a secret because, um, if, because whenever a secret's delivered, it's always delivered with a don't tell anyone. So if, if I'm told don't tell anyone what happens to my nervous system, it literally gets activated and I am (laughs) in a state of fight or flight until I tell someone, because I have no, I have external control telling me I can't tell someone something. My brain needs to tell someone something. So I have my friend who knows nobody who lives not here, who does not care about any of this. And I call her and I'm like, I've got to tell you everyone's I tell her everyone's secrets everyone she doesn't know who anyone is she doesn't care she and she does the same with me we just tell each other whatever secrets we have so that way um I can get it out and I can get my control of myself back because no one's telling me what I can and can't do anymore and also nobody gets harmed tell some true it's like your own little friend therapist right there (laughs) let's tell some secrets I see I actually though I I'm 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 different. I, I, I enjoy the secret aspect of it. I was like, this is kind of cool. Like there's so many people, you know, that are so invested, this whole bachelor nation, so invested in all this and nobody knows except the very small <laughs> the people. Power. So I kind of liked it. It was, it was, I would love that power. I would it love was that. Fun. What made you guys get so close specifically you, you two, because I know like you meet, you, you have your friends on there. You meet your people that you actually like vibe with. Like I have like one or two people from my season that I'm like, I'm so lucky to know you. Yeah. Do you we, feel that uh, way about each other? Oh, totally. No, yeah. I just, Dustin's, I he's my best friend. I 100%. 
um, you know, I mean that, and it's not just, you know, from the show, obviously the show brought us together, but I guess how, how did it all, I think it started, I was just, we were in the hot tub and I was just asking <laughs> so many aviation questions. Cause I hate flying. I'm a shit flyer. And I, and I think it's just fascinating. It kind of makes me feel better to know what, what the, the mind of a pilot is while he's flying. And I was going through like all these crazy, I still do that today. We had a conversation yesterday about this plane that went down and I was like, Pete, what the fuck is this? What does this mean? Tell me this is never going to happen. Oh, I can't wait to ask Peter questions in the future about that. (laughs) I I love uh, having a good resource for like, I get inquisitive about random things like that. He should do that more often on social media. I tell him to do it all the time. (gasps) Let people know there's so many shit flyers out there. I hate flying. Every time I fly, I'm just like, sucks. I don't know. I still don't get it. I don't understand how a machine can go in the air and just... I I can't believe that you fly a plane. You fly planes, Peter. <laughs> I you know. Fly, it's, it's I've never crazy, thought about huh? it. I know. I'm so, I haven't <laughs> taken you flying yet. I gotta take you flying. You fly planes? That's a big <laughs> ass like transportation. Like that's huge. That's a lot of responsibility. Peter, yeah. Peter, Peter, you are keep impressing me, man. Dustin, right. can you brag about yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Dustin's We're just gassing got up big, Peter. The, the world's biggest heart. He, he truly oh. does. If you get to know him. Um, I've always would, liked Dustin. And it's just because from your social media presence has always been so real to me. And like, uh, no matter what, like, I'm just always on your side. Like, just so you know. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you, Demi. Dustin, so Dustin's the one in, you know, when we do our podcast, it's, you know, for whatever reason, I'm the one that has all this shit come out and all, you know, all this drama surrounding us. And we'll, you know, we'll talk on it. And I'm like, dude, you got to like, you got to carry a little bit of this weight here. Like we got to get a scandal out from you or something, you and your girlfriend. (laughs) He's like the perfect person. Like nothing's wrong with him. But one time, one time he had, and I was, I was like, this is kind of like selfish, but I was so happy. One time people were like shredding on him on like on Reddit, on, on Reddit or something. He showed me this, <laughs> these messages. And then I was like, finally, you're not like, I don't look so bad anymore. Oh my God. I love those moments with my friends, but with um, my, unfortunately, like with my girlfriends, I, whenever that happens, they finally get shit on and I'm like, hey, suck eyes, you yeah, decide. Welcome to the and club. they are sad. They are not okay. That's they are the, not okay. That's the best thing about not really getting recognition on the show. Like people don't really care what you do, what you're doing. But this one time, I forgot what it was about. Yeah, well, I don't even know what, oh, I think I had to do with Natasha again. Was it about Natasha? I think it was, no, it was about Clayton's season. How I was kind of like going on his side of how everyone's kind of like teaming up on him. I don't know. You can't Uh, go on his side. But- uh, (laughs) I will walk you through why if you would like. (laughs) I don't remember what it was about, but man, everyone let me have it on Reddit. And what'd good... you take away from it? Oh, don't go on Reddit. Stay off that shit. Um, yeah, right. but like, did you did you see any fault in what you were saying? Like sometimes like Reddit, they, they can point out uh, th- like things I wasn't aware of at times, which I do appreciate. But a lot of the time, all they're doing is finding every way to shit on me possible. Like they choose to find the worst intent and assume I have that intent. So uh, it's really frustrating. It's actually traumatic to be that misunderstood. But I they, have they love, people love to paint a picture, and yeah, if, and the picture is that I suck, and they like to <laughs> fill in the dots. You know, fill fill yes. fill it in, like take that liberty, make it make sense, and so yeah. they make it make sense by like with negative negative thinking patterns and stuff that they think people have. Um, right. 
But sometimes I will occasionally see something where it, even if it's not accurate, it can at least spark my thinking into like a self-reflection because I know who I am and I know that I'm not the things they say I am. But I definitely think that we could all use self-awareness and like a little check. So it'll be like, oh, that's interesting that that's being perceived that way. That's not true. But um, at least now I will understand if somebody in my life that I love and care about gets frustrated with me, I could maybe think if they might be perceiving that thing too. That's true. Yeah. Again, going, going back to perspective. So the more you have it, I think uh, the more well-equipped you are to handle situations in the future. Um, thanks. Yeah, a lot of growth. A lot of growth with us. A lot of growth here. Um, how how have you... Peter, I want to know how first... We can ask Peter first. How, Peter, you've seen Dustin grow since you've known him to now. I mean, it, through a pandemic too, huh? Wow. Yeah, he, he moved in with me. Uh, I was coming out to New York. I was originally supposed to move out with Kelly, right? And then I had this, you know, this two bedroom now was vacant with the other bedroom. So he, his lease was was coming to an end there. So it worked out perfect. But this was January of 21. And so pandemic was like not in full, full swing anymore. It was starting to like fade out. Um, but that's when we became roommates. So about a year and a half ago. They were roommates. We yeah. are roommates. Roommates. The rest is history. Um, That's so... I, I love that. I always like wanted to have like a Katie Mo. I always wanted Katie Mo and me to live together. Like we always said that, but I have cats. She's allergic to cats, so it could never be, but we did live down the street from each other. So it was so fun. What have, oh, Dustin, what have you seen? Um, how have you seen Peter grow? What have you seen? Is there anything that I want? I want to know what your guys' like most proud moments of each other is, or even yourselves too. I, I want to, I like this good energy, you know? All right. I'll be, I'll be honest. I think, I think for a while, Peter got really caught up in like wanting to live this fairy tale. I got to find the love of my life. Where is she? (laughs) I want to find her right now. I got to be with her. And uh, we had a lot of discussions and like, just like calming that down because we're not going to rush into anything when it happens, it happens. And yeah, I'm really proud. He's been single. I think it's important for some people to be single for a certain amount of time before they jump into a relationship. And this guy, I'm really proud. He's just been doing him, enjoying his life been achieving things and just focusing on him at the moment. So I think that's even better. So when he does find Miss Wright, he's going to have all these achievements and things that he could share with her. Besides, if it were switched around, he would be putting all this effort into a relationship and not himself. Um, yeah, that's so that, man. Seriously, that's awesome, Peter, that you have a friend who actually cares and thinks about you that much. Dustin, I, you're a wonderful I, friend. I, I am so insanely lucky. We're going to get all mushy here, but I'm so insanely lucky to have Dustin. And I, I probably couldn't have had, I, not probably, I could not have had a better friend type person uh, to come so, um, I guess, intensely into my life, right? Living together, how much more intense can it be than you that? sure couldn't have. Sure um, couldn't have. Totally <laughs> the most recent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I mean it. Like I, I, you know, I, I am his dog's okay, like that's nursing story. home nurse. <laughs> Trip is old as balls. This man will pee and shit anywhere. And Peter's like, man, I gotta, I gotta go to training. I'm gonna be gone for like a month and a half for, so I can have this last fight with my dad. I'm like, all right, man, it's all good. I got you. This little, this little. Dustin is a saint. Dustin is a saint, and he, but he's someone that, like, I look at him as like an older brother, right? He, I mean, he's a couple of years older than me, uh, but he's had, he just, I, I was speaking of his heart before and, 
you know, I, I think of myself, you know, as a good person, I know who I am too. And I know I have a good heart, but it, it doesn't even compare to, to Dustin. Oh, and, stop. You know, oh, I'm, stop. I'm being real. I'm being, oh, I'm being stop. real. And he, he's, I've been very lucky to have him for the last year and a half going through kind of such crazy up and downs and such, um, you know, in growth periods, just periods in general coming off yeah. the show and like really letting it kind of be put behind me. Um, not many people would have put up with me the way that Dustin uh, was able to put up with the amount of conversations we've had, just like talking about, you know, stuff that we'll, we'll never put out there, but just like good, good, like real meaningful, deep talks between, you know, two good friends. Um, you know, Dustin's a one of a kind in that regard. So I've been very lucky. Demi, you know, those 3am talks when you have with someone like, those deep, heartfelt 3 a.m., 4 in the morning. 3 a.m. is a different, it, it's like a different person. I'm like a different person at 3 a.m. It's a different energy. It's the witching hour. It's just, it's like your your soul is like, so I don't know. It's I know like what you mean, those 3 a.m. talks. We have those conversations all the time. Yeah, so anybody knows those conversations you have with someone, you might be a little under the influence, who cares? But um, <laughs> you just really let the soul out, like you said. And uh, we, have, we have these conversations all the time. That's one of the reasons we started the podcast. We were like, shit, let's just... Let's share this. Should be being shared, and maybe other people could understand and benefit from it as well. Yes, yeah. um, I. That's kind of how I feel about my podcast too. It's like it's stuff important, good stuff. It's like all we want to do is good, and I love that Peter has a good influence. Um, I think that uh, I definitely am in desperate need of a good influence. <laughs> Y'all know anything? Hey, well, hey, come out to New York. Hey, yeah, you gotta. You ever make it out here? Um, I haven't in a while, but I definitely will come out there soon. And whenever y'all are in LA, of course, we need to all mutually hang out. Um, but it sounds like to me, what I'm hearing is that Peter thinks that his time on The Bachelor, The Bachelorette was a 10 because of Dustin. <laughs> you know what? That's a perfect way to sum it up right there. That's what I think. I think that that is why he's so grateful. He didn't even realize it. He's so Man. happy that he knows you that it just, it makes everything. He Forget doesn't the even love see line. all you the shit romantic part of it. It's you the, messing me up. I tell you what. <laughs> no, it's true. You hear that a lot that, you know, if it doesn't necessarily, I mean, granted, the show is not that successful, right? There's very few relationships that truly make it to a long lasting marriage. <laughs> yeah, it's um, bizarre. And what's that? It's the show's bizarre. Like yeah. I just was watching Married at First Sight and I was like, people think Married at First Sight is so wild. And I'm like, these people spend way more time together than we do ever on The Bachelor. So true. I want to talk about some other kind of real fuckery. And Ooh. it's about something Ooh. I heard about Pilot Pete. It's something I heard about you, Peter. Oh, also, God. Peter, do you go by Peter or Pete? I real, real quick. Pete. I just need to know what's more comfortable. I actually recently kind of started going by Pete, and I, I think it was at flying. You know, getting on with with United and everything. My dad's always been well. My dad's always been Pete, and so I've always gone as Peter. Actually, I've gone as Bud. Bud's my nickname growing up. Like all my my family. Oh, we know. My, oh, <laughs> you do know. All right, but no. To answer your question, I started going by Pete. So, kind of going with it. Big P. I just, um, Pete, you like it? You, yeah. you, oh my God. It's like whenever the, you're transitioning into a dad, you get like the, the whenever it's like you're, um, have you seen those TikToks where they like the dads give the sons like new balances? I haven't. Uh-uh. No. Oh my God. It's so funny. It's like whenever you turn into a dad, ah, 
I'll send you one one time. Those look so very I comfortable, don't. though. Those look very comfortable. You've seen the New Balance. Your dad probably. Oh, my dad. Them. Yeah, my dad wears New Balance. Okay, so balances. picture your dad's outfit. In these TikToks, they will take this dad's outfit, and the dad yeah. will present it to someone like you, like a grown man who's like kind of coming into a time of his life where he can start becoming a dad. And okay. it's so funny because in the TikToks, it's like slowed down, dramatic music of them slowly transitioning, like putting on New Balances, like putting tucking oh, in their shirt. shorts. Yes, yes, it's hilarious. Um, yeah, my dad's a big New Balance guy, so he's got to give me a pair. <laughs> I'll get you some for your birthday, <laughs> whenever that is. So about fuckery. Fuckery. Oh god. And what I heard that Pete did. Mm. Pete, oh tell god. me, tell me, tell me about the raw meat. Just tell me about the raw meat. <laughs> Where did you hear about <laughs> the raw meats? I'm gonna <sighs> let you. I'm gonna let you explain yourself about the raw meat before I make any more judgments. <laughs> I am. I'm generally shocked. That you, okay. Uh, did we talk about the raw meat? We talked. Oh, about we did talk about yeah. the raw meat. Okay. <laughs> Ah, oh, Jesus. I'll be bad. honest. Um, one of my producers told me about it and she was so fascinated by it that she dove mm. deep. It deep. was bad. It was very <laughs> bad, guys. Uh, I So I, I just have always had this kind of like animalistic desire, if you will, um, to just like chow down on raw meat. I, I know it sounds very weird. I get it. But I, it doesn't I, I, sound I, too weird. I could I like weird animalistic things. So keep going. You're, okay. It's a safe place. Okay, cool. Um, no judgment here. And so I've never actually like really acted on it, but I, you know, I've, I love sushi. That's the closest thing I think I ever got. I would drink raw eggs, you know, in the morning through like high school, college. Um, but just raw meat, like going to a grocery store, you see a steak. And to me, it looks so much more appetizing in its raw state than when you cook it up and you like add all these carcinogens and you, you change the color of it all. Right. So I have been following this guy on Instagram and he kind of led me to another profile I started following that was like the raw meat experiment. It was the worst thing that ever could have happened to me, I think, um, since I've been here in New York. And so essentially I decided that I'm going to go on this raw meat diet and for all the health benefits. Now, sure, there is one downside that there's a chance that you're, you're eating food that's infected with bad bacteria. I understand that. And it's that's so it's, funny. That's what I said. Uh, I just said that before I was talking about your raw meat diet. And I said, there's bacteria on this food. It's a matter of whether or not that bacteria is going to make you sick. Yes. And that's the one chance you're taking. Other than that, it's I mean, you can look at the science eating chance. the raw meat. It's, it's, it's <laughs> the healthy, healthiest way to eat it. You're not. The heat only <laughs> it only destroys part of the, you know, the health it's life or death. <laughs> I know. Believe me, I've been given so much shit from Dustin. No, no, I'm just, Kat. I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I love what you're saying. I'm very interested and I'm with you. I think that a raw steak does kind of look appetizing in a weird way. It does. And it's, oh, and just it's, a raw steak. Go oh, ahead. so you want to hear what I ate? And Dustin actually partook in some of this with me. I took a bite. I didn't take, oh, you I want you to come clean. Much. Not okay. everything. I'm, I'm going to go down the list here of what I ate. I did this for three days. What? Be real. I'm going to be hundred percent real. So I All ate right. raw steak. I ate raw tuna. I ate raw ground beef. No. And then, and then, but I also was brought on to organs and how beneficial organs are. And they're like being the most nutritional, nutritionally dense food on the planet, specifically liver. Uh, I was eating raw liver. I was eating raw um, kidneys, heart, calf brain, and testicles. Were they in uh, like what form was it? Did it taste good? (laughs) So you, the guy recommended, he's like, put some maple syrup on it and that's all you need. And you're going to be, you're going to be fine. And I honest to God, I enjoyed for those three days, I ate it a Monday through Wednesday and I looked forward to, I would do a feast. I would do like intermittent fasting. And then I would eat all my meat and fruits and, uh, and eggs in one sitting. And I looked forward to it like crazy. Um, it was delicious to me. You loved the texture of the raw meats. Demi, the only I thing Oh, I'm sorry. No, the only thing I didn't like the texture of was the brain. The calf brain, it was, it didn't taste bad, but it was just like 
cutting that up. And then that was a weird, weird texture that I didn't necessarily enjoy. I did that once and I didn't how do was it again. The, how was the, the bull juice? They're actually bull testicles. They don't actually have fluid in them. I would, I, I was kind of like nervous to cut it open because it was like, I saw this man huge nut. chop up, <laughs> cut this bull, this bull testicle was like literally this big. It but was, think about it. Think about it. I know, I, again, you guys are probably gonna think I'm freaking crazy. And I know I, I don't it. because I, you know, we all think you're crazy because we have a lack of information. You know stuff we don't know. So that's why I make why, that's why you could do this because it makes sense to you with the knowledge that you have. Okay. I don't have any of the knowledge. So I'm like, fuck no, I'm not doing that. But if I knew what you knew, I would have a different perspective. I mean, you're and, not going to do this if you know what he knows. No, I, I, no, I, no, I can't. Do it. I can't do it. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't do. I barely eat anything. I'm very picky. I'm so picky that it's. And I'm the least picky no person ever. So um, to finish that, think about it. Something that can give life, that can provide life. How could that not be good for nutrition, right? So that's what you are you wanna, talking about? The testicle? The testicle, yeah. That's the reason. I mean, that's it, kind it, of a stretch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, how could it not be? Well, I mean, I need uh, to know how it is first. I know that it is. There's a lot of cultures that, that eat organs and, and it's like oh, the prized possession it. of the animal. I try to tell I, my girlfriend the same thing. Baby, it's good for you. It's good for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good for you, babe. Good for your skin. <laughs> Protein. Oh, my protein. God. oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Does um, that work? I don't think it's that ain't protein. That's not protein. Um, oh, that's funny though. That's so interesting. Anyways, I definitely, I, I don't. I'm a little bit desensitized to it just because of like horror films and stuff. You see people like eat, um, eat weird, like eat organs and stuff. And I know that there's got to be benefits to it. It's just that that whole risk of it being the, the, risk the bad E. coli. Hmm? The whole risk reward is not worth it. I ended up in the ER and uh, had a very, very rough night. Um, oh my God. In the ER? Emergency room. I know what happened. What, what, um, why'd you go there? What led to it? So, so I said, I eat this for three days, right? Monday through Wednesday. And then Thursday, Dustin and I fly out to LA for my brother's wedding. Uh, thank God this whole um, incubation period of the bacteria starting to really mess with me didn't really take effect until Sunday and Saturday was the wedding. So I had some like minor, like I was getting like some feverish symptoms and like upset stomach, but it wasn't bad. I'd both took care of it. Sunday, stomach cramps like crazy. I have just in knots. Um, the next five days I'm running like 102 fever won't go away no matter what I take. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to be fine. I thought, it, I thought it was COVID at first. It wasn't that. Um, just horrible. You can imagine everything else that comes with that food poisoning. And then uh, I get back to New York. I came a couple of days after Dustin because I had to stay in LA to try to get better. And I see Dustin and Kat here and I'm like, I tell them the whole story. They didn't know yet that I was really struggling. And then I try to get lay down in bed. This is like midnight and I lay down my brain still on fire. And I'm like, something's not right. I, I have to get checked out. And so at like 1230, I go to the hospital, check myself in. I don't leave till like 830. Didn't sleep at all. And they diagnosed me with like this uh, pancolitis. So my whole colon was inflamed and I had like this, not salmonella, but like campanella or some other type of bacteria that I had to get on antibiotics for. And, and I took care of it. So I'm good now, but uh, never doing that again. And that diet cost you how much for the hospital bills? The hospital bills were not fun either. Oh man. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I can't, I'm really, really blown away that you, um, you were able to consume it and you said you looked forward to it and there was there was no hesitation there. There was no not any moment where you were eating the raw meat where it was like, I might throw up. Like you kind of gag on it because you're not overthinking it. He ate not a even big close. Ass plate. I kid you not. 
like we have big plates here. It was full. Like, yeah, I was, I was, I was feasting meat. I, if I wasn't, if I didn't get sick, I'd be doing that still. You know, I, I, so there was the only never time, a moment of, we, of being weirded out by it, huh? No, no. If the only time I think like, I was like, man, okay, this is a lifestyle. I think I could get used to like, unless I'm like on a date or something, I think I, I'm going to eat all my, my meat raw from now on. And, um, on, you can't, I know, no, I can't anymore. But. You tell me sorry. food, anything. You have to be careful. Even like, I've, heard, I've, I've heard, oh my gosh. Who knows? I mean, there's just, there's bacteria everywhere. But I have heard before, like, people, t- I've heard the raw meat rave before, and I've heard, um, I've heard the argument of, like, how it's, like, more natural for us as, like, homo sapiens, like, our animal instincts and stuff. So I could understand why you do it. And honestly, you just like it. And you know what? That might be strange, but I think it's really cool that you, you tried it. Thank you, Demi. Yeah. You like what you like, right? So. Exactly. Did that, I but think it's, it's cool. Um... All right. I'm I'm glad you're not sick anymore either. And I'm glad that uh, your colon settled down. Oof. Yes. No longer inflamed. So I'm nursed back to health. Um, <laughs> what are you going to, what do you eat now? What'd you go back to? Anything? Uh, I mean, just, just, just cooking everything now. Yeah. I was making a big, just I got some ground, ground beef the other day and I was in the, uh, the cast iron skillet and, um, it's not as good, but it's keeping me out of the hospital. So I'll, I'll stick to it. Do you feel like the Peter on TV would have eaten raw meat in front of everyone? Oh, 100%. We actually, there was a date that I, I got to do it on. And they never showed this one, but I was, uh, it was a fishing date. We were fishing in Peru and uh, we caught a fish and I was like, I was with uh, Maddie on it. And I'm like, let's like, let's eat the heart. Like, let's eat the heart right now. And uh, actually she did it. Props to her. And we both ate the heart. What do you mean she did it? Y'all, she, y'all just ate, y'all just cut the fish open and start eating it raw? Yeah. It's like, another, I remember like I had this really close friend uh, when I used to live in LA, he was a big fisherman. And I'm like, I have this fascination. We should go fishing and I want to eat fish as fresh as possible. Like the oh, that, we See, that would it, be cool. I want to eat it right there. And, um. Oh, we you want to, we, we should good. get our license to go. Uh, have you heard about the bluefin tuna? In oh, the, of course. In the Atlantic about the whole process for getting them? Yeah, actually, we, were, we were just watching, yeah, Deadliest Catch. We should go on a, on a fishing trip. I would love to be a fisherman for like a month. Me just too. I experience. think it looks fun. Yeah. I love to go catch uh, king it's crab. It's an adrenaline rush when they're reeling yeah. in the tuna. Yeah, yeah, except the storms. I don't fuck with those storms. You've seen the perfect storm? Movie from I the love 90s. that movie. We, I love George that movie. Oh, probably. Mark Wahlberg. George Clooney's in it. Yeah. I that feel like scary. I... Oh, my God. Scary. Dustin, are you happy? Oh, yeah. I'm very happy. Yeah. You got a wonderful woman. Dustin's very happy. You mean like in relationship? Yeah, absolutely. Just in life. I mean, uh, yeah, your relationship. Oh. I feel like um, whenever I'm in relationships, I'm so obsessed with it. So I, I shouldn't put that on you to the same assumption. But how are are you happy in and if with I'm, your relationship and in life in general? I I am extremely, I'm in a great place with both, honestly. Um, I don't know. I'm a big manifester, like you said, big manifester. I've been manifesting this great spot that I'm in right now. And I have a great girlfriend. A great spot. I'm in New York City, making moves, yeah. trying to build something creative. And um, how long have you guys been dating now? It's gonna be officially almost a year, I think, in August. Yeah. Damn. We were like, we were like, um, like fuck buddies before. And oh my gosh, it evolved. It evolved. Oh, it evolved. There's a funny story how it evolved. Yeah. It evolved. Shut the fuck up. Uh, yeah. And yeah, we're happy. I'm actually going to London with her on Monday or Sunday, Sunday, her birthday's tomorrow. 
Oh my so, gosh. Happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday to Kat. And um, yeah, really excited. You have to meet her one day. I would love to meet her. I would love to also, um, you know, do creative stuff with you. Um, you said, you know, you're working on creative things, all that. I love all that. I would love to do anything with you guys. I've really enjoyed this talk. Where can we find you guys at? And also, is there anything that you just want to say, uh, you know, like ha you have control of the narrative right now. Anything you want to say as we close out here? What are you thinking? Um, go ahead, Captain. No, I mean, this has been an absolute joy. I mean, to uh, to chat again. It's been too long since uh, we've seen each other. Um, you know, I, uh, I know you, we, we all have kind of been brought into this world, uh, you know, specific whole Bachelor Nation world um, together. And um, we've done with it, with, you know, what we've done. And I... Uh, I think all three of us are are doing good and, I, and I'm proud of all three of us. I think that's um, something to hang our hats on. So, um, yeah, just, uh, I, I love, love that. I'm proud of us, too. You know, I just remembered, <laughs> Peter, I actually talked to your mom for like you three totally hours. did like three <laughs> hours one time. Yeah, <laughs> I totally forgot about that till just now because I was like, man, I was like, I'm thinking about how much I'm really enjoying y'all. And then I was like, oh, wow, I've actually talked to Peter's mom. Yeah, um, I know. She, my mom loves you. I know. She's, she told me about it. I was like, what? That's, I wasn't expecting you to say that, but um, I heard you guys had a good talk. Yeah, she was uh, there for me in a time when I really needed someone. So that was really awesome. It, it spoke a lot of uh, who she is, regardless of the narrative that she had, uh, mm. you know, on TV. It spoke about her true character to me, to be yeah. someone who doesn't know me and to, to want to make sure I'm okay. It yeah, meant a lot. Well, she's a, a great woman. I'm, I'm yeah. glad you guys had that. Yeah. So um, plugs. Dustin, what are your plugs? Where can we follow you at? And anything that you want to say, too? Yeah, that was a good mic drop, Pete. Sure. You can follow me on, I guess, Instagram or TikTok. I think I'm kind of funny. I don't know. Um, <laughs> He's funny. Me and Peter have a podcast, Bachelors in the City, if you want to listen to us. And Demi, I want to get you to host a volunteering event for our Guaranteed Karma, uh, where people could probably come hang out with you. We volunteer and then we go get our rewards. We could like incorporate some pillow fighting and see uh, Demi's actual skill in the, in the ring. Yeah. yeah. Hey, That's I'm super up. down. Uh, make it as like... Uh, easy for me as possible. Like I just show up and, and I, you have everything, like you tell me what to do and I can do it in my way. And I promise One, you, I you, will love you to support you. You show, you tell me what kind of volunteering you like to do. I'll set it up. We'll get it going and then we'll have a good time afterwards. Yeah, I would love to do whatever to help you out. And I love the way that you guys are thinking. So this is the way I'm thinking, you know, guys, look at us. Love it. I feel like we're about to start talking a lot more guys. We need a group I, chat. I know. Wait, seriously, we got to get a, a text thread going. Yeah, I would love that. Well, um, you have our numbers and you have Dustin's number, so you have to start it, Pete. I don't. Okay. I don't have Dustin's number. I, I will mediate it. I got it. All right. Oh, so Dustin's plugs, you got them out there, right? Yeah, I'm Pilot Pete. Um, sometimes on TikTok. And uh, I it released a, a children's book a couple months ago. Just did, did a, another kind of round of press coming out here soon. So Adventures of Pilot Pete, check it out. You got any children out there? It's a good inspiration for uh, chasing the dreams and... Yeah, that's about it. That's so wonderful. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, thanks for having us, Demi. Thank you. This was yeah. awesome. This was awesome. All right. Bye. All right. Bye -bye. See you. <laughs>Thank you so much, Peter and Dustin. And to my dear listeners, I want to hear from you. So email demigoddesspod at gmail.com with any questions, and you may hear your question on the podcast. 
Follow me, of course, at Demi underscore not underscore Lovato on Instagram and at Demlia, D-E-M-L-I-A on TikTok and follow at Demi Goddess Pod on TikTok. You can also watch all Demi Goddess episodes on our YouTube channel or listen on your favorite podcast platform. See you next week. Bye. Demi Goddess is part of the Eve Podcast Network and a Forever Dog production. Executive producer, Tracy Soren. Producer and editor, Clementine Yost. Development executive, Mariah Nicholas. Engineer, Sebastian Portuondo. Theme song by Gabe Lopez. Cover photo by Stephanie Sayas. Forever Dog Productions is Joe Cilio, Alex Ramsey, and Brett Boehm.